Many people are in a hurry to get out of this year. Many people are in a hurry to welcome the new year. Some people don't want to go out of this year because this year was so beautiful for them. Whatever may be your experience, thanking God is the standard operating procedure of a child of God. We are called to thank God. Amen. So we will look at that for a few minutes. Today, I am come here with prayer. At least last Sunday, God, I want to stop on time. Let's look at it. Psalm 92, verse 1, 2 and 3. Shall we read it together? It is good to praise the Lord and to make music to your name, O Most High. Proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. To the music of the ten-string lyre and the melody of the harp. It's a very natural expression to give thanks in response to good things that happen, to what we call blessings that come on our lives, for protection that God provides us, or for the kind of love that we experience. It's very natural to say, feel, express thanks. In the Christian culture, God commands us not to use thanksgiving to manipulate God. Do not use thanksgiving to push your way through. But let thanksgiving be something that flows from your heart. Now that is why verse number 3 is very important. Shall we read that verse number 3 together? To the music of the ten string lyre and the melody of the... Today guitar has only six strings. Now where do we get ten strings from? Somebody once said the ten fingers are the ten strings. <laughs> and that's not a bad idea. Some people who have got mental problems stages of depression and difficulties in Nimhans National Institute of Medical or Mental Health Sciences. The doctors, they, out of the many prescriptions I heard, one of the activities they give to some of these high-flying professionals who are medical doctors or who are high-flying uh, people in the commercial world uh, who are popular but they have got mental struggles. Many times when we say mental struggles, people think it's about those who are mentally retarded, who can't function mentally. No, no. A lot of the people who are mentally sick are people who are in high visibility and who are not able to function certain parts of their mind or emotions well. So one of the things that the doctors give them is Every day you have to clap your hands, they say. You have to clap your hands for a few minutes, maybe 30 seconds, one minute. Just clap your hands and try to be happy when you clap. And uh, of the many reasons they say that, one is that when you clap your hands, supposedly a lot of things happen in your central nervous system of the brain. And uh, a lot of knots in the head are untied. Now, Nimhans and uh, uh, Harvard Medical School and many others have now started all these physical expressions to come out of 
mental struggles so that people can be happy. Long back God told, I know how I made you, clap your hands and rejoice uh, and be happy. Either you sit and clap in the presence of God or you pay a fee and the doctors will make you clap. You choose which one you want. What is the Bible talking about music there? I don't think God is saying that everybody has to take a ten-stringed guitar and start singing. No. I don't think that is the commandment. I think what Bible is also coming to say there, along with the importance of good music and worship, I think God is also saying there, music's, music indicates emotions. Music is about emotions. Not only about emotions, but also about emotions. God is saying, when you come to thank me, emotions have to be skillfully played. It's not enough to say thanks, you need to feel thanks. When I have gone to the hospitals to pray for different people, I have seen people standing in the billing counter with beads. I don't know if they are Christian beads or uh, beads of some other religion. But I've seen them whispering and counting those beads, prayer beads, you know. Some of these people who are really into uh, chanting mantras, repeating slogans and prayers, what they do is they carry beads, uh, a string of beads, like a mala. I think it's called Jabba Mala in the south. And uh, so each time they finish one recitation, they move the finger to the next bead. So that way, uh, when they finish one cycle, on the string, they know that they have said the prayer so many times. So they keep account of it. And I've seen in the billing counter, they are paying the money, collecting the receipt, without talking to the cashier who is collecting the money, no discussions, but they are chanting with the beads. I've always wondered how much of their mind is into the prayer. Probably very less, because they are more serious about how much money is going. Am I getting back the right change? Am I entering the right pin on the ATM card, on the credit card or debit card? They are definitely more conscious, but they don't want to stop chanting. Now, God is saying, please don't do that with me. When you come to praise me, don't keep your mind somewhere and only your lips saying, Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God says, I don't want that. There are many times a wife would say to the husband, if you really love me, stop, look at me, say that meaningfully. Don't shout at the door, I love you, and go, are you shouting at the door or are you telling me that you love me? Of course, it didn't happen in your house. <laughs> but there are houses where these things happen. One man was running out of the house and he told his wife, I love you. And the dog thought, the fellow was calling the dog. Dog ran. <laughs> God says, don't do such things with me. God says, when you come to thank me, put emotions into it. Put your feelings into it. Feel thanks. 
And this is so important. Now many times about this year, when we think about this year, oh, that happened last this year, 23 April, oh, that happened in 23 June, or oh, that happened last week of January this year. When, when memories come, medical science today tells us that our memories are not only connected to the data of information, but is also connected to the feelings of what we went through. Many people don't understand this because we grow up in our schools with what is uh, called memorization. The rhetoric of memorizing two ones are two, two twos are four, two threes are six, two four, only I did it, is it? <laughs> Didn't we all do that in the school? The rhetoric of memorization, we don't know how two becomes four, but two twos are four, why? We want to get passing marks. Two, threes are six. Of course, some, sometimes when you pay attention, you understand that when two is added thrice, uh, you know, it's called multiplication. When two is added four times, you know, you add two to itself four times and then you get eight. It's called multiplication. But a lot of times we do it through memorization. And these memorization of tables, memorization of history, you know, so-and-so went so-and-so place and came back so-and-so time and married so-and-so and behaved like this so-and-so. Who is this so-and-so? I don't know. So-and-so, so We memorize. No feelings attached. Sometimes it's boredom. Sometimes it's stress. And so what happens is we remember, we are forced to remember without paying attention to our feelings. That's what happens to us in our school days. But in real life, <coughs> Every memory has a feeling with it. How many of you are married? You remember your marriage date? Superb. Now, think about your marriage. You remember what dress you were wearing? You remember how dark or how cold or how hot it was? You remember who were the people around you? Remember all that, right? But you see, nobody asks, how do you feel? We only look at the data of what we remember. We don't look at the feeling of what we remember. Many people don't feel good because they know some things didn't go well. Some friends were not there. Some people avoided. There are feelings attached to memories. And we ignore those feelings. But what happens is, even though we ignore those feelings, those feelings are quite trapped in those memories and they are there affecting our mind. That's why God is commanding, when you come to my presence and you thank me, and you say, God, I want to thank you. I was in the hospital last year. I was in the hospital for three days, but you brought me out. And when you say it like a BBC reporter reading out news, when you say it like a, oh please, don't become like Indian channels, not so emotional, but, um, but positive emotions. Yes, have positive emotions. God is saying, clean up your feelings. Remove your negativity. Attach faith to those thanksgivings. Because you don't want the devil, you don't want the enemy, you don't want negativity to take advantage of those memories. You want those memories to be something that God is going to use for his glory in your life. Therefore, 
let your memories be attached to positive feelings. That's why the Bible is saying, come to me with music of thanksgiving. It's not just talking about music. It's talking about the emotions within our spirit, emotions within our mind. Cleanse it with the power of the Holy Spirit. This is very, very important. I was asking about your marriage, so I'll tell you one joke about marriage. Those who are not married, don't worry. If it's time for your marriage, 2024 it will happen. God will bring the right person. What happens if I don't marry? Nothing will happen. Only if you marry, something will happen. <laughs> one man and one woman decided to get married, but they were very uh, connival, conniving. They were very clever. They were very uh, shrewd. Both were shrewd, made for each other. So the wife-to-be, the bride, goes to the priest in private after they had a counseling session. All who are getting married, you should get counseled before getting married with the pastors. It's very good. So anyway, this lady went to the pastor and uh, this is not from India. This joke is from somewhere else. So she went to the pastor and said, I am the bride. Uh, you are conducting our marriage next week. So when you do the wedding ceremony, please don't tell me to obey my husband, to love my husband, to honor my husband, to be submissive to my husband, remove all that. He said, how can I? She said, look, I'll give you this hundred euros as a personal token of thanks. Please keep it. But do this. He said, okay. He put the hundred euros in his pocket and let the lady go. On the day of wedding, when they were exchanging the oaths, they were holding their right hand, they were going to repeat the vows, the priest looks at the lady and says, now promise him that I will obey you, I will be submissive, I will never argue, I will be humble, I will be the first one to say sorry. She was so upset but she has to repeat everything, she repeated everything. And then rather very sheepishly, hurt and angrily, she whispered into the priest's ears, I thought we had a deal. He took the hundred euros, gave it back to her and said, he made a better deal. We live in a world where deals change. <laughs> sometimes unjustly, sometimes accidentally, sometimes unfairly, sometimes no one's responsible. But God is saying, when you come to thank me, clear up your feelings. Because you are not in the presence of nobody. You are not in the presence of where nothing can be done. You are in the presence of the Almighty where everything can be changed. Hallelujah. Sometimes when children go crying to the parents, parents say, okay, now stop crying. We are here. Now matter is going to be taken up and it will be taken care. Now that we are here, don't cry. If we were not here, your crying made sense. Now that we are here, stop crying. 
That's what God is saying. God is saying, now you are in my presence. Go ahead, give the Lord a big hand. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Feeling thanks is so important. That's why this two-minute noodles is okay, but two-minute prayers are not okay. We need to take time to feel before God. Get our feelings in order. Physical postures are important. I believe in kneeling and praying. There are some times I have fallen before God in prayer. Just fall before God and say, God, unless you do something, I don't want to get up from here. Cry out to God, raising of hands, walking and praying. All these are important postures. And it's good to pay attention. Closing your eyes and praying are all good. It's not bad. But don't limit the quality of prayer to physical expressions. Don't limit the quality of prayer to just the choice of words. Don't limit the quality of prayer just to the location where you are praying. But reset your emotions in prayer. Because that's a powerful foundation of prayer. That's why Jesus said things like, before you pray, forgive those who you have to forgive. Why? Get your mind in place. That's why Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with Psalms 100 verse 4. Why? Get your emotions in place. That's why God says, come with faith and not with fear. Why? Put your emotions in place. Feel. And today I want to encourage all of us. Before we come back for the palace ground service, take time to feel thanks to God. Hallelujah. And old memories, when they come back, attach thanksgiving to it. Attach positive feelings to it and put it back in your subconscious. But put it with a new packaging of thanksgiving. Remove that negative wrapper and put a positive wrapper around it. What happens is God begins to work through those things. Hallelujah. The second point is we must speak thanks. One is we should feel thanks and then we should speak thanks. The problem is many times we speak it whether we feel it or no. But we should first feel thanks or I won't say first feel thanks. I would say we should feel thanks and alongside we should speak thanks. And speaking is very important. Let's read verse number 2. Psalm 91 verse number 92, verse number 2. Proclaiming. Proclaiming means what? Speaking out. Proclaiming. Proclamation means non-negotiable announcement. It's non-negotiable. It's not discussion. Proclamation means something that we have decided is being spoken. So speaking out your love in the morning and your... So there is a prospective and retrospective angle to your thanksgiving. Your retrospective is to look behind and say, God, I want to thank you because of your faithfulness. That is to look back and say, God, thank you. Looking back and trusting God is so important. Many people get confused with two words. Can I explain that to us? One is the word called the love of God and the other is called the blessings of God. Many people get confused with these things. 
They think if God loves me, why doesn't he bless me? And some people think when God loves me, if he is not blessing me, that means he doesn't love me. They think that if God is blessing me, it's because he loves me. No, both are disconnected. When you study the Bible, both are disconnected. Yes, God blesses you because he loves you. There's no doubt about it. But there is a disconnect. And where is the disconnect? The disconnect. Now, these are not absolutes. In other words, God will bless you because he loves you. But there is a difference. What is it? When God says, I love you, it is unconditional. There is no if, uh, but, uh, nothing. God says, I love you, period. I love you. That's God's love. God says, I love you, even if you don't pray. He doesn't say that. He says, I love you. But he doesn't say, I love you if you pray. No. He doesn't say, I love you if you work. No. I love you if you take care of your husband or wife. No. I love you. That is God's love for you. Hallelujah. Does God love me? Yes. With a capital Y and a capital E and a capital S. Yes. God loves us. Amen. Will God bless me? Every blessing of God is conditional. God's love is unconditional. God's blessing is conditional. If thou will hearken unto my voice, I will bless you. If thou will listen to me, I will set you on high. If thou call upon me, I will answer you. If thou seek me, thou shall find me. If thou will walk in my ways, I will prosper you. If thou will obey my commandments, I will lift you up. Every blessing comes with a condition supply. He supply, we apply. Conditions apply. Now, we, we get mixed with the two. We believe that as love of God is unconditional, even blessings are unconditional. No. Ephesians chapter 1. For God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings, condition in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8, for there is no condemnation, it's a blessing, condition for those who are in Christ Jesus. This little bit uh, grammatical confusion leads to a lot of trouble in Christian life. We think God hates us, why? Because we didn't get a blessing. You didn't get a blessing, not because God hates you, but because you didn't fulfill the condition for the blessing. You must obey God's word. In fact, the Bible says in the gospel of book of 1 John, if you really love God, the proof is you'll obey him. When you love somebody, you will obey them. You will fulfill their desire. You want to do it for them. Hallelujah. Irrespective of whether they can give it back to you, you want to give it to them. Why? Because of love. Some people spoil their children with love. 
It's not possible, but anyway, just an expression. Some people spoil their spouse with love. You loved your spouse so much that now for half a day, if you don't show love, they get confused. They get depressed because you spoil them with love. Blessing is a different thing. The child says, Ma, for next three days, you love me so much, so I want only ice cream. Which mother will oblige? Only mother that needs treatment of mental sciences. Any healthy thinking mother will say, Son, daughter, I love you so much, but when it comes to administration of food, you need fiber, you need vitamins, you need energy, we'll give you the right mix. Ma, you love me so much, I want only ice cream. You scream as much as you want. <laughs> but son, daughter, I am your God and I know how to bless you. And when you walk in obedience... <laughs> oh, go ahead, give the Lord a big hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. So when we thank God, you can blindly thank God for his love. Because his love is unconditional. He loves you so personally. God is bored without you. Wow! I don't know if God has a feeling called boredom, but so to say that God loves, God has pleasure when we go to his presence. <clears throat> Hallelujah! God is a perfect God, so he doesn't have negative emotions. But... But I'm trying to explain how much God enjoys when we go to his presence. Some people say, hey, impossible. Then why do you think he created us? He loves us so much that he put us into existence. Amen. We didn't go and put an application saying create us. <clears throat> he loved us so he made us. <clears throat> God enjoys us. But however... As you thank him for his love, also thank him for his blessings. Why? Because many of the blessings we receive are not what we deserve. We deserved negative, but he is so merciful that he finds reason to bless us beyond what we deserve. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when we thank God for the past, it has to be out of faith. A lot of times when we think of the past, sometimes we go through pain. Uh, Job in the Bible is a classic story. Just before the book of Psalms, which is about praising God, the book of Job is kept there to show you that sometimes you have to praise God even though everything goes bad. Book of Job, everything went bad. And book of Psalms is about praising God. One fellow called Job who was perfect, about whom God said there is no mistake in him. If God says there is no mistake in somebody, really it is amazing. Sometimes people write me emails, they send me messages, they send me cards. I'm not giving anyone ideas, I'm just saying experiences. They write to me saying or they express to me saying, we're so glad we found a good shepherd like you. Pastor, you changed my life. I thank God. Praise God. Never know. Sometimes few words to somebody. Holy Spirit works in their life, changes their life. They feel so thankful. So I feel very touched about those things. And I thank God for it.
and I feel, man, I'm unworthy for these things. I wish life was all about like that. But life is not all about, thank God you came, thank God God did this, no. There are fellows who write to me emails saying, you prayed, nothing happened. Why? <laughs> what do I do? What can I do? That is why in our church, we never charge money for meeting pastors, for counseling, for prayer. Never. We keep everything free. One is because Jesus commanded, freely you have received, freely give. If people want to give their tithes and offerings from a heart of love for God, then let them put it in the offering bag. And then there is a way of accounting it. Because it's being given to God. Every Sunday I also come to this church with my tithes and offerings and I give it to God. And I think it's a very good culture to do. But sometimes there are a lot of negative feelings. One fellow called Job went through so much negativity, it's hard to imagine. In one day when all your children die, and uh, ten of them, one shot, they are gone. It's uh, not a nice feeling. Having ten funerals in one day, ooh. <laughs> ten bedrooms of children are empty. It's very painful. Same day, all your property is destroyed. Suddenly some enemies come and defeat everything. What is left back is a wife who is constantly saying, you die, 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 you die. If you have a wife who is constantly telling, you die, you die, you die, you die. I am telling you, brothers and sisters, it is difficult to keep her alive. <laughs> what did this fellow do? What did Job do? Job 121, I think, or 28. The Bible says, he got up and said, God gave. God took away. May his name be praised. Before he could speak thanks, he first wrapped the entire experience around positive emotions. How can you do that? Romans chapter 8. Let's read verse 28. And the Bible says, And we know. Do you know? Do you really know? Because you can't thank God until you really know this. Let's read again. And we know that in all things God works. Hallelujah. Yes, when bad things are happening and working against you, there is an invisible person who is working for you. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's read it again. And we know that in all things, God works for good of those who love him. <coughs> Before you can overreact to the negativity, before you can get mad at the circumstances and people working against you, become joyful and thankful for the invisible almighty God who is working for you in that thing. Hallelujah. 
Don't anchor your voyage. Don't bind. Don't secure your journey to the waves that come and go. But let your anchor go deep into the invisible who will hold you in the midst of the worst. Thank God retrospective. Looking back, thank God. Thank God prospective. Looking forward, thank God. Oh my God, 24. I'm telling you, 24 is going to be a bad year for others. Wars are going to increase. I don't prophesy because I'm not a prophet. I'm a pastor. But I speak from the Bible. Therefore, my prophecy is very accurate. Things are going to get worse. More diseases are going to come. If they don't come, somebody will invent it. Wars are going to happen more in number. More dangers are going to happen. More people are going to lose jobs. More sicknesses are going to get rampant. More political instability is going to happen. More demonic activities will happen. All these statements I made are from the Holy Bible. More demonic activities will happen. First Timothy chapter 4. Like that, the Bible explains that from time to time, because of human sin, things are going to get worse. The Bible says people are going to be unthankful, self-centered. They are going to be so careless about what others go through. They just want to build for themselves. So, how do you look forward and thank God, knowing that this is the kind of situation you are getting into? Somebody asked me, they said, Pastor, when you talk about thanking God, how can you thank God knowing things are going to go bad? I said, for us, this generation that came out of two years of COVID, don't tell me you can't thank God. If you are still breathing and you got a life, you know God will bring you out through anything. The cataclysmic catastrophe, whatever that meant, through the bad experiences, if God could lead you till today, hey, you can boldly breathe in fresh air and breathe out thanks to God, knowing that 2024, He is holding your hand. Go ahead, give him a mighty hand of thanksgiving. King David was a thankful fellow. Now question is, what, what do you want to thank God for? When your father forgets that you were born. And Bible scholars have to now be confused that your birth itself was illegitimate. That you were not born through the decency of wedlock. When your own siblings don't count you as a brother on the dinner table. When they throw you out saying, take care of the sheep. Don't come into anything serious business in the house. When the brothers sit together, they're talking geopolitics, Syria, Lebanon, Arabia, Egypt. They're talking about family stocks and about political changes and how Jonathan is just practicing to be a king and how Michelle's a lovely lady. She can be a good ambassador. They're having these conversations. And when David walks in, the brothers are, mm -hmm. 
because he's a shepherd boy. He don't know geopolitics. He don't understand the arithmetics of counting soldiers. He don't know how provinces of Israel and tribes of Israel can burst into a civil war. He don't know any of those things. When he walks into the room, the father is scoffing. <laughs> what smell? Probably the mother of these seven sons are saying, whose son is this boy? About David. <laughs> I just don't understand. How did this boy go out there, pick up a guitar and start saying thanks to God? For what? He understood wrapping experiences in positive emotions. He understood retrospective things and prospective things. He said, God... My dad may not be great. My brothers are of course not great. But you are great. You are great. <laughs> Don't look at what is working against you and react only to that. Start reacting to what you cannot see. The greatness of God who is working on your behalf. He was thanking God. He was thanking God. Did anything change in his family? Nothing. He could not even come to the house and talk about the lion he killed and the bear he killed. After he got anointed, I would assume that there was a status upliftment in the family, but he couldn't do it. He had to go tell the king that I killed a lion and a bear because his own brothers would not talk about it. Why? Probably they didn't know about it because in the family, even though he was anointed, even though he was a believer, even though he was a worshipper, even though he was a prayer warrior, even though he's the seed of Abraham with the inheritance of godly calling, no one gave him ears, but he knew one thing, out there where no one is listening, there is a God who pays attention, and he gave thanks this morning, I want to challenge you, even if nobody hears you, get your lungs filled with thanksgiving, and shout it out to God Almighty, hey! the God of Israel liveth before whom you thank go ahead give him a few seconds of praise and thanks hallelujah 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 Hallelujah! Before God could hang a star in the sky over Bethlehem, there was a boy who sent up stars of thanksgiving from Bethlehem to the Almighty God. And God said, I cannot forget the town of Bethlehem. God is looking forward to a good ground into which his seed can be put. Let it become fertile with thanksgiving. David got, today I'm going to preach this. From four weeks I'm walking with these notes. I didn't get time. Today I will finish it. Though I can't stop in 40 minutes. David. One side is running from the enemies. Other side while running he's thanking God. You sit down and thank God. <laughs> you don't. 
you can't open your mouth in public in secret what you are thinking he'll say i can't explain my situation but thanking is my attitude complaining is not my attitude <clears throat> thanking is my attitude that's why it's called thanksgiving complaining is also actually complaining is giving giving complaints thanking is also giving thanksgiving what are you giving this fellow kept thanking he is sitting in the caves of adulam it is surrounded by dead sea sea itself is dead and who came to him most useless fellows the bible says outcast <coughs> useless fellows rowdies tricksters absolutely indisciplined fellows <laughs> but a heart of thanksgiving will always have greater influence than negativity this fellow was thankful he took the most useless fellows and turned them into a gorilla militia it needs discipline it needs focus how did he do those things when you have a culture of thanksgiving god will become your partner in development that's what happened to david he developed discipline self esteem focus teamwork among people who genetically could not have it he developed respect for leadership and god's word as positive hallmarks among such negative people really difficult because this gang has no respect for leadership they have no respect for establishment they have no respect for protocol and david disciplined them in they developing it how he dealt with each one with a thankful heart they god brought you thank god for you they were shocked our own parents were not thankful for us this fellow is thankful for us leadership really is the complementary qualities that don't conflict don't have dichotomy don't have division inside you be clear minded in anything that you do thanksgiving leads you to that where your passions which are your desires and your interests good or bad your convictions which are your principles and beliefs and your gifts which are the abilities that you are born with or the skills that you develop they all synergize together in the culture of thanksgiving okay one more verse and then we'll close put up the last verse now because that when they knew god they glorified him not as god neither were i just want to close with what happens if you are not thankful they became we don't want that to happen to us let's close our eyes and say thanks to the lord and say father we don't want to become vain in our imaginations we don't want our hearts darkened with foolishness we want to be thankful to you we want to be thankful to you and we want that to flow in our lives towards church towards people around us towards the job that we have the family that we have we want to be thankful we don't want to thank only when good things we feel 
even in bad things though we cannot thank for bad we can't say oh thank god for the sickness but we can say lord thank you that i am not alone in this sickness we can't say oh thank god for that accident no but we surely can say god thank you that you protected me from greater evil even through the bad things that happened we can thank god in everything even if you can't thank god for everything you can thank god in everything and this morning shall we say lord i want to thank you get that feeling of thanks to flow in our hearts say lord i truly thank you i thank you that i don't have to look for a bigger god there is no one greater than you i thank you that all solutions are with you you are involved in the affairs of every human life thank you you are a faithful god you are a faithful god heavenly father this beautiful morning gratitude sunday we just come to say thanks lord thank you and we believe just as we look back and thank you for all the 365 days we thank you for the next 365 and the years ahead thank you that great are your plans no matter how terrible things go in the world for your children you will cause them to shine by the power of your holy spirit you are the god of david who takes the most difficult and turns into the most powerful thank you that for each one of us our days ahead are going to be victorious tonight lord in the palace ground we pray you will give us that anointed message for the new year oh that we will march forward with your word in our life with that anointing and the touch of your grace help us not to be rebellious but to be in submission to your holy spirit thank you thank you thank you in jesus most holy name we pray and the people said amen how many know god spoke to you today give the lord a big hand of praise hallelujah my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood and righteousness i dare not trust the sweetest phrase but holy lean on jesus name on christ the solid all other ground is sinking sand all other ground is sinking shall we go one or two steps let's do it one more time no first not my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood and righteousness i dare not trust the sweetest prayer but holy lead on jesus name on christ the solid oh all other ground the sinking the ground is when darkness wails this lovely face 
I rest on His unchanging reign In every high and stormy game My anchor holds within the wave On Christ the solid rock I stand All on the ground All on the ground is both his coming and his blood support me in the whelming cloud. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid, all on the ground is oh, all on the ground is Come with trumpet sound. Come on, church. Everybody, let's clap our hands. Go ahead. Dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid, my Jesus. Oh, you are wonderful. All on the ground is. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all on the ground is All on the ground is sinking. Go ahead, church, take a few minutes, clap your hands, lift up your voice, worship the Lord. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, Jesus. Uriala Rama Shekera Balamariata Rama Sikiriala Ramariata. Hallelujah. Go ahead, give the Lord a loud, loud, loud hand of praise. A loud shout of thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your beautiful presence today, this very last Sunday. We have come here with a heart of thanksgiving, O oh God, Father Lord, that you have been so good and so faithful to us. You have led us thus far, and we know, O oh God, Lord, you are faithful to lead us forward, O oh God, Father Lord. We worship you because of who you are in our lives, O oh God, Lord. Thank you once again for being our Savior, being our Lord, being our Master, O oh God, Lord. We have nothing to fear because we know that, Lord, you are with us, O oh God, Father Lord. We don't fear circumstances. We don't fear what future will bring because we know who you are in our lives, O oh God, Lord. As a church, we pray for everyone who has come here for the very first time. Lord, we pray that, O oh God, Lord, they shall be blessed of you, O oh God, Father Lord. And they will also, Lord, have an opportunity to enter into New Year with your presence, O oh God, Father Lord. We pray, O oh God, Lord, for those who are celebrating their birthdays or the wedding anniversaries this week. We pray, Father, for your favor upon them and upon the years ahead. Also, those who are traveling this week, that, that your journey mercy shall go with them. God, we especially pray for tonight, so God, 31st night, Lord, watch night service, that, Lord, your anointing and your blessing will be over it, O oh God, Father, Lord. We pray over the tithes and the offerings, O oh God, Lord. We pray, O oh God, Lord, you will bless, O oh God, Lord, your children, even as they, Lord, bless your kingdom, O oh God, Father, Lord, that, Lord, you will bless, O oh God, Lord, their lives and multiply multiply everything in their lives, O oh God, Lord. Send us back with your blessings. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of our Heavenly Father, the sweet and abiding fellowship of the Holy Spirit, may it rest and abide with each one of us, now and forevermore. 
Amen, amen, amen. Church, God bless you all. You would like to welcome those who are here for the very first time. Put your hands together and welcome the newcomers. You know, even as you walk out, there's a guest launch out there. Please give us some time to meet with you and please keep on coming back. Tonight, midnight service, I believe all of you will be there to enter into the new year with the Lord. The calendars will be outside. You know, if you, if you have not picked up yet, please do so. God bless you. See you tonight. Thank you for coming. Pastors are here in the front as well as in the overflow to pray for you. You can go to them if you need prayers.